hello, hello, and welcome to Mega Jordanary. My name is Megan. And my name is Jordan. And this is our podcast. So if this is your first time tuning in, we are a podcast that covers unsolved mysteries, true crime cases, and conspiracy theories. And today our episode is very different from the last couple of episodes that we've done. Because today we are going to be discussing UFOs and the recent alleged alien sightings in Peru. We're also going to be touching off of Project Bluebeam, thoughts and theories around that and the disclosure that's come out which correlates with Project Bluebeam and so much more. It's going to be a good one so buckle up guys. So before we begin we will give our usual disclaimer. Viewer discretion is advised for this episode as we will be discussing some extremely sensitive topics that may be triggering to some. These topics include but are not limited to violence and murder so please listen at your own discretion. All of the information that we are discussing in this episode is readily available online. This content is for informational purposes only. So back in July, August time, reports surfaced from a small rural town called Alto Nane in Peru that locals were claiming their community was being attacked by large seven foot flying aliens. They actually described them as looking similar to Alien vs Predator. And they said that they were silver coloured beings that flashed green or had green emitting from them. The villagers, whom are members of the Ikatu indigenous tribe, also described them as face eaters or pelicaras. So some tribes in some areas of the Amazon basin have folklore and myths based around the pelicara. They believe the pelicara is a creature that attacks humans and kills them, removing some of their organs and faces. This is said to be heavily rooted back to when Westerners invaded these lands and destroyed villages in the Amazon. And there are some accounts more recently of this allegedly being human trafficking and organ trafficking in the Amazon basin. Whether there is any truth to this, we don't know. Again, this information is out there and we would always urge everyone to do your own research in your own time. The tribe claimed that they had fought back these aliens and they seemed to be immune to their weapons. Now I believe they were using guns according to reports. The people were crying out for the army to get involved to help their village fight against these aliens as the residents were terrified and unable to sleep at night. Now, this village is extremely remote. It takes 10 hours on a boat to reach it along the Amazon. That's how remote we are talking. There were some pictures that were circulating. You can't make it out very well but it does seem to depict some kind of being and it is glowing green. Honestly, go check it out and let us know what you think. It's kind of like the Green Goblin, which is also what the people had likened it to as well as the Alien vs Predator reference. So this was going on since the 11th of June and it went mainstream the end of July and August, as we previously said. But it soon came out after this that these sightings of aliens in Peru were allegedly just illegal miners on jetpacks. Now, in my own very unprofessional opinion, what? Like, it's a 10-hour boat trip from the nearest big city and you mean to tell me these miners were able to make it here and vanish on jetpacks? Like, I looked it up. Now, again, I'm not sure how true this is, but as of 2019, the cheapest jetpack to purchase was 295,000 US dollars and the more advanced one was around 340,000 US dollars. And 
apparently, again, not sure how true this is, but jetpacks actually only really last around like 10 minutes. Doesn't sound right to me. I feel like they would last longer, but like, I just don't understand how people would fly to this remote place in Peru to mine illegally on jetpacks. Like, it's just not, it's not making sense to me. So, apparently the longer you want to go, the more fuel you need, and that weighs it down, obviously, causing more risk of a failing, crashing, etc. And the longest jetpack flight was back in 2012 by a man called Dean O'Malley. And he flew 26.2 miles from Newport Beach to Catalina Island, and it took around four hours. So although 2012 was over a decade ago, and technology clearly has advanced leaps and bounds since then, it hasn't been beaten this record so far. So I'm thinking it's very unlikely that these miners are using the jetpacks. I literally think it is more plausible that there is an alien invasion going on. Yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense, doesn't it? Now, in this region in Peru, gold mining is heavily unregulated. There's actually a picture that was taken on Christmas Eve 2020 by an astronaut. And you can literally see the gold prospecting pits in Peru from space. Like, that's how prolific it is. So, yes, there are so much illegal, inhumane stuff going on in the Amazon basin. That's a given. But the jetpack explanation is just not sitting right with me for some reason. There has been a long history of reported alien sightings in Peru. The Peruvian Air Force actually reopened an office responsible for investigating UFOs after increased sightings across the Peruvian skies. In the September of that year, villagers in Marabamba in the Huanuco region reported balls of light across the skies for days on end and this seems to be the main UFO report over the years in Peru and other strange anomalies in the sky. The 2023 incident though, it's odd because this came out weeks after three US military veterans testified in Congress at a hearing on UFOs who claimed the US government has operated a secret reverse engineering program of recovered UFO vessels that spanned across decades and that they recovered non-human biologics from the crash sites. These non-human biologics could be anything. It doesn't mean it's necessarily a body of an alien. It could be like a blob of bacteria, like we just don't know, but it is interesting. Like, is this housed at Area 51? Or is Area 51 just a cover-up to keep us from looking elsewhere in a maybe more obvious place? But there is a place called the Cheyenne Mountain Complex that is far more heavily protected than Area 51. It's a set of tunnels under the ground, like really, really deep under the ground. And it's essentially a military base. They nickname this Space Base. So like, is this where they are hiding all their findings? It's given me kind of stranger things portal to another dimension kind of yeah and why did they nickname a space base Mm. but is that just another tactic to confuse us even more true but it does give stranger things vibes like in the middle of the desert when they went underground and it was all yeah yeah very 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 true yeah could be something like that Mm -hmm. did you ever hear about the berkshire alien sightings actually no i thought you can think of them basically so in a town called berkshire in america on the 1st of september 1969 there were dozens of ufo sightings and some of the residents even reported being abducted 
And I think it was actually specifically children who claimed to have been abducted by aliens and then returned. I think one of the alien stories that sticks out to most of the world, though, is definitely the Roswell incident that happened in New Mexico in July 1947, isn't it? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like, there was a crash. Now they officially say it was a military balloon. And in 1994, they came out and said, oh, it was a top-secret nuclear test surveillance balloon from Project Mogul, which Project Mogul was an operation to test sound waves generated by Soviet atomic bomb tests. Anyway, the conspiracy around Roswell goes that it was actually an alien spaceship that crashed and there were alien bodies inside that they recovered from the crash site and brought to Area 51 for testing. And I actually remember being obsessed with this when I was like 15 and watching that black and white video on YouTube, do you remember? Of the supposedly alien body being held in a room for observation. Like obviously it wasn't real, but it was fascinating at the time. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I remember being like, oh my god, imagine yeah. seeing that with your own eyes. Yeah. It was weird. Needless to say, if the government are coming out with this kind of disclosure, what are they really trying to hide? Like, something much deeper and weirder must be going on. Now we have to talk about Project Bluebeam. So, Project Bluebeam is a conspiracy theory that the government will be faking an alien invasion to distract humanity from something even more sinister. It's rooted in the New World Order conspiracy and that they reckon this is this fake alien invasion will force everyone to become one. And this theory was proposed by a Canadian investigative journalist and conspiracy theorist called Sergei Monast in 1994. He actually claimed it would be NASA and the United Nations that would orchestrate this and essentially fake a second coming of Christ. Very interesting. Again, it's a conspiracy theory, but strange. Mm. So we know anyway that these stories break and circulate to distract us so i wonder are we looking in the wrong place for aliens like we look to the sky but are they actually underground or even scarier in the ocean so if you follow me on tiktok skinfluence by msk i have been doing videos on ocean mysteries and ocean creatures like mermaids and that since i started my account in 2021 and the ocean petrifies me yeah, like it really petrifies me too. Yeah, like what is down there? Don't want to find out. No. <laughs> like I would never ever go scuba diving, either. Yeah, no, same. I wouldn't. And you can't swim. Well, I used to be able to swim underwater, but I can't swim on top of water. But now I probably can't do both. <laughs> <laughs> but we haven't even explored a fraction of the ocean. So God knows what's actually lurking down there. Um, don't they say that the octopus or octopus's DNA isn't from this world? Like they literally don't know where a good portion of octopus DNA came from. Their genetic makeup is so different and complex that it actually puzzles scientists. They can literally open jars and solve puzzles and use tools like octopus. They are extremely intelligent and have 10,000, fun fact for the day guys, 10,000 more genes than any other invertebrate. And just to add as well, they can camouflage in a millisecond. Very interesting creature. So what if octopuses are aliens? Isn't there a theory about mushrooms being alien as well? Like, that's like fungi, like funguses. Yeah. Well, it's because it's a bacteria, isn't it? Yeah. So 
maybe aliens aren't like alien aliens. Maybe they're like bacteria and creatures. Like we'll never know. In relation to aliens living underground, there is a place called Dulce Base. It's said to be under Arculeta Mesa on the New Mexico-Colorado border. And there's a theory created by a businessman called Paul Benewitz. There's a human-alien base under there. This came about in the late 1970s because he claimed that he was intercepting electronic communication from aliens. He said he believed the grey aliens resided in this underground facility. Now, we can do a different episode on the alleged different types of aliens. It's quite interesting actually, so let us know if you are interested and we will get it done. Yeah. Some locals in and around the alleged base area in Dulce have actually reported multiple UFO sightings and Bigfoot. I am a huge Bigfoot fanatic. It just absolutely fascinates me. Now, Jordan isn't, though. No, I'm not really a Bigfoot fan. <laughs> no. You don't believe in them, do you? Or do you? Or do you care? <laughs> no, I don't believe in them. But then I've seen some videos and I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe. Could be possible. Like real. the Sierra sounds and stuff. Yeah, but then, mm. no. I do. I think Bigfoot is out there thriving. But... If you want an episode on Bigfoot and other cryptoids, let us know as well. And we'll organise that little debate podcast for you. We'll deep dive into the case, just not into the ocean. (laughs) I've often wondered with ancient civilizations that believed in the underworld and that when you pass on, you will go there. Example, the ancient Egyptians. Well, I wonder, did they know something we didn't? And this comes back to the ancient astronaut theory. So basically, it's a pseudoscientific belief which states that intelligent extraterrestrial beings visited Earth and made contact with ancient humans and civilizations. Now, I personally believe this, or some variation of this. I know it's quite controversial to associate like aliens with ancient civilizations such as the ancient Egyptians. I just want to claim or put a disclaimer in here i do think that the ancient egyptians built the pyramids but i think that they had knowledge on how to do it so efficiently and so untraceably from potentially a higher power it's like graham hancock says we love him by the way he has a show on netflix check it out And he's done some amazing research and his books and work in general are just mind-blowing. He believes that there were ancient civilizations that we aren't aware of that reached an extremely advanced level, possibly even more than we have today, but that they got wiped out around 12,000 years ago in some sort of global catastrophe and thus left behind no evidence. And I'm here for it. Like, that makes sense to me. And could this knowledge and technology have been introduced to ancients by higher beings? It's something to ponder, like you only have to look at ancient depictions and the hieroglyphs to see that this may be probable. Graham Hancock also believes in the Hall of Records, which kind of touches off the Akashic Records a little bit as well. Now, I did touch on this as well on TikTok. Again, we can do a whole separate video on this if you're interested, but in Alexandria in Egypt, there was the Great Library of Alexandria that was destroyed and apparently... If you're to believe the historic writings, apparently the 
Library of Alexandria held the secrets to the world and humanity and why we're here today. But Graham Hancock believes that this is still the Hall of Records is like was coveted and, and it was hidden. And he believes that it's buried in a chamber within the Sphinx that hasn't been discovered yet or that has been discovered and is being hidden and brushed under the carpet kind of thing. Makes sense, doesn't it? I believe that it has been found and is being kept. Yeah. By the higher people in society. Yeah. Yeah, so they know. What this life is all about. But we won't ever know. No, we'll never know. And I was just going to say, I wonder will we ever know? Of course we won't. I'd love to though. I just find this stuff so interesting, do you? Yeah. We definitely should do a separate episode on this. So that is it for today, guys. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. Please give us a rating. It really helps us and we really appreciate it. Wherever you are listening to this podcast. Also, do let us know on our socials what you thought of this episode. So our Instagram page is at Megajordinary. Our personal Instagrams are Skinfluence by MSK and Born Extraordinary. And also don't forget to head over to our Patreon which we will be releasing exclusive content really soon. And don't forget to follow our TikToks. Megan's TikTok is Skinfluence by MSK and my TikTok is Born Extraordinary. So once again guys, stay safe. Thank you.